This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, there was an article in the Financial Post that caught my attention this past week, and it was written by a gentleman by the name of Lawrence Solomon, and he writes about cycling. He is the executive director of the Urban Renaissance Institute, and that is a division of the Energy Probe Research Foundation. And basically, uh, he wrote he writes about cities and what he says is a huge mistake in promoting cycling and that it leads to more congestion. Cycling lanes lead to more cars idling, lead to more people sucking up fumes and the issues with that. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about that because, as you know, in Vancouver and Metro Vancouver, uh, we do have a lot of cycling lanes and we talk about this quite often. Uh, Laura Jane is the Acting Executive Director with Hub Cycling and is uh, on the line with us now. Laura, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, hi, Jill. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you for being here. I don't know if you've read the piece by Lawrence Solomon, but curious as to, to what you would say to somebody who argues it's a mistake to go down this route, that it does lead to more congestion, more people sucking in these dangerous fumes, and that cities have made a mistake in really promoting and putting in separated bike lanes. Yeah, Jill, yeah, I did read that article by Lawrence Solomon. I mean, I first I just want to say that that was probably the most factually incorrect article criticizing cycling that I've read in a while. Um, you know, the author's claims are simply not true. You know, the truth is that when cities invest in active forms of transportation, whether it's walking or cycling, cities become happier, they become healthier, they become more sustainable, they become safer and more efficient um, at moving people. You know, the claim, for example, the idea that um, somehow uh, bike lanes are the cause of congestion, you know, it's, it's simply wrong. You know, about 100,000 trips are taken every day in Metro Vancouver by bike. You just imagine for a minute if all of those trips were taken by car, you know, even half of those trips taken by car, you know, car congestion in Metro Vancouver as well as in other North American cities, long started long before they started building protected bike infrastructure. And bike infrastructure is considered a solution because, you know, for a long time, all they did was build more roads. You know, the solution to congestion, just build them wider, you know, uh, build more overpasses. But the thing is that we only have so much space in a city. We have to move a lot of people around. We have to try and move them around as efficiently as possible. And that is why we have to invest in alternatives like public transit um, and spaces, safe spaces for people walking and biking because there's only so much space and we can't have everybody driving. There isn't Everybody would be gridlocked all the time. When you say 100,000 trips by bike, how do we measure that? Are we, are we, what is the length? Is that people coming in and out of the city? Um, it's, in general, it's 100 trips, so it's 100,000 would be probably about 50,000 in the morning and 50,000 in the afternoon. That would be people who live in Metro Vancouver using their bikes for transportation. Yeah. Uh, because when we've just finished uh, the wettest November since 1953, uh, I mean, as somebody, I walk and cycle and drive uh, in, in and around downtown. You don't see as many bikes, certainly in that type of weather. For sure. I mean, 100,000 is an average number. So in the summertime, it goes up. In the winter, it goes down. It's probably about, you know, in a wet month of November, maybe it's about 30%, the peak trip time, um, which which takes place in the summertime. But it's still a ton of people are biking. You know, um, if you take if you look at Adenac and Main Street in the morning, you know, I was there Friday morning biking by Thursday as well. It was rather wet. Um, tons of people are on their bikes. You know, a lot of people are using them. And as the network gets more connected, even more people will be using them. So it's the fastest cycling is the fastest growing mode of transportation. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't realize, too, is that a lot of people actually want to do it even more. You know, they've done surveys. Translink has done surveys. Um, uh, City of Vancouver has done surveys. And in, in Metro Vancouver, 41% of people say that they actually would like to bike more for transportation. Um, but some of them just simply, you know, they don't. Maybe the, the bike lanes aren't connected to where they need to go. So a lot of people want to bike more. They want their kids to bike more to school. Um, you know, they want their nieces and nephews to be able to, to play um, safely in the streets and, um, 
And so we have to we have to build for that and make it safe because it, it just makes better cities. Uh, one of the projects that's being talked about right now is the idea of taking away a lane of the Canby Bridge and making it a bike lane. Uh, I get what you're saying, that people do like cycling and it is a way to get around. It's not for everybody, though. Not everybody can cycle to work and commute on a bicycle. The, the Canby Bridge, at the end of the day, leaving the city, is already extremely busy. Uh, so what is your response to people who say, wait a minute, we don't want to lose a lane of that bridge uh, to cycling when there's a perfectly good sidewalk that is mixed pedestrian and cyclists and being used right now? Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing would be that it's not this, we have to think about safety. A lot of people, thousands of people are using that bridge every day by bike as well. Um, And more, you know, it is increasing, as I mentioned. We have to, it's not safe really to have people biking and people walking in the same spaces. In the same way, you know, it's also not ideal to have people biking and people driving in the same spaces. Um, You can look at the research and and you get conflicts, right? You know, sometimes someone suddenly walks in one direction. um, And so you you have to separate it out. And whether that's removing a lane or expanding the sidewalk or whatever that looks like, um, you know, we have to make sure that they're safe, that people walking are safe too. And that was one thing as well. You know, in the article, the claim um, in that article, he he thinks that people on bikes, you know, are more of a threat to people walking in cities than than people driving four thousand pound vehicles at fast speeds. Um, it's simply not true. You know, it's not ideal to have people biking and people walking sharing the same space. Um, but if you look at the ICBC stats of what actually is risky on our streets, you know, they're on average more than. 200 deaths caused by people speeding, using their phones, or driving under the influence each year in BC. You know, this includes 21 kids killed by poor driving. You know, uh, almost all of the deaths on our streets, almost all of the serious injuries are caused by people driving cars. So we have to, if we're going to achieve something called Vision Zero, which is what we're aiming towards, is to have zero serious traffic fatality, zero serious traffic injuries, zero traffic fatalities on our streets, we have to actually get less streets on our car, uh, less cars on our streets, and we have to build for safer infrastructure. So um, that's the only way we're going to achieve that. And I think that's a really... Can't we achieve that by people not being jerks? I mean, the only reason the Canby Bridge sidewalk, which is huge, that people share, the only reason it wouldn't be safe is if people are jerks and aren't looking out for each other. Not necessarily, you know, the same the same could be said for driver. Almost all of the deaths, I was going to say, and all of the injuries are caused by people driving. And you could say, you know, obviously, that's one point, part of it is everyone needs to be a little bit less like, like jerks. You know, people who drive uh, are jerks sometimes, people who bike are jerks sometimes, and people who walk are jerks sometimes. We all have to be nicer, but oftentimes we also have to build for it. You know, we have to make it harder for people to be jerks. So we have to build streets, um, you know, that, that, that facilitates uh, safer speeds. So, for example, if you narrow streets, um, people tend to speed less, you know, obviously we're trying with education we've tried for many years to tell people not to speed in residential zones you know where kids live and kids play because people are still speeding sometimes so how do we fix that we have to look at the research and what's been done in other cities and generally speaking the most important thing is infrastructure you know you have to build for it and then you have to educate as well all right laura we have to leave it there we're out of time but thank you so much appreciate you coming on the show this morning vancouver's news vancouver's talk This is News Talk 980 CKNW.